The retail media sector's first Australian conference is next week. Remade, Retail Media Unmade, comes to Sydney next Thursday, March the 2nd, with an international keynote, the key tech players and the marketers at the forefront of retail media. Remade will get you up to speed on the industry's fastest developing sector. Go to remade.net.au. That's remade.net.au. Start the week with Unmade, setting the agenda for the week in media and marketing. Today, anything Elon can do, so can Zuck. How media companies are tackling the headwinds. And we look ahead to another big week in earnings season. Unmade. It's Monday, February 20th, 2023. I'm Abe Beauty, and good morning, Tim Burrows. Good morning, Abe. We have the expression of somebody who looks like he's been water skiing. Funnily enough, uh, beautiful weather here in Tassie on the weekend. Uh, took the jet ski and up to a big inland lake for a couple, of, a few hours of fun, actually. So beautiful Lake Barrington, and it was so much fun uh, skiing and biscuiting and yeah, taking the kids up there. Lots of fun. How about your weekend? What did you get up to? Uh, well, look, I was actually also uh, beside a lake. I was up at Lake Macquarie in New South Wales. Uh, I was watching the water skiing. I'm, I must admit, I'm I have a slight water phobia, so you'd, you'd struggle to get to, to to get me on anything that involved having my face under the water. Ah, uh, well, fresh water is always nicer than salt water. I find too. So, uh, a beautiful way to cool down after a bit of a hot week in Tassie. Well, we're into the new week now. Where should we start? Well, let's start with Meta. Some news has just dropped and they've made an announcement around paid verification this morning. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I'm looking at the announcement as we speak, which is up on the Facebook newsroom. So in the um, accompanying notes um, with the uh, the podcast, I'll include a link through. So um, Meta Verified, um, Meta owners of Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. Um, now. What what what's interesting about this? Well, there's a few things interesting about it. First of all, we've you know we've we've we, we've seen this come along recently with Twitter doing something similarly. So on the face of it, it's people who are let's call them Meta super users being asked to pay for what is being described by Meta as a subscription bundle. Um, that includes a verified badge that authenticates your account, and that uses government ID, proactive account protection, access to account support, and increased visibility and reach. Now, a couple of interesting things about this, one of which is they're starting it with a test for Australia and New Zealand. So we are the global testing ground for that. So that's quite interesting. Um, But for me, the other really fascinating thing about this is the access to human support now all the time you read about these creators small brands etc who build up a build up a following and there was actually one over the weekend and there was a a news article i was literally reading yesterday about um, somebody who built up a photography 
business and then suddenly their Instagram account was just cut off and they kind of effectively lost their business because they they no longer had that shop front and they just couldn't speak to a human. So you can see why this will be attractive to those sort of businesses to pay um, priced in US dollars at the moment, which is odd considering it's an Australian um, trial, but US dollars, um, $11.99 if people subscribe on the web or $14.99, this is a month, if they um, subscribe via um, Apple or Android. Um, so I think the value isn't the ego of the blue tick. For me, it's the support element of actually being able to talk to a human when something goes wrong, which is super interesting because for me, that's been the big problem for social media is when, when businesses or brands hit some sort of uh, glitch, they just can't get the help. Hmm. It's it's only been a few weeks since Twitter did something similar. How's that gone? Yeah, that obviously was one of the uh, one of the the many controversial initiatives under new owner Elon Musk. Um, and the short version is not at all well. Um, it was it was badly thought out and badly executed, rolled out across the board, made it very easy for anyone who had the dollars to spend to impersonate brands. So it wasn't really about verification at all. It was paying for the blue tick. Um, so it, it, it feels like perhaps Meta has learned from the mistakes of Musk in that it's looking for government-backed ID, which perhaps um, handles the um, impersonation problem. And the other issue or problem for Twitter was what the actual value was. And, you know, that 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 makes me think that perhaps the the real point of difference in in this week's announcement is the human factor of having human account managers so so yeah look i i wouldn't read too much into how badly it went at twitter for whether it will go well or badly at meta speaking of twitter the australian's media section covers the abc's twitter woes this morning what's going on there yeah, let's get into um, some of the uh, some of the media marketing sections, um, which tend to run on a Monday. So, um, yeah, something I I always struggle to understand ABC culture when it comes to the staff's behaviour on Twitter. Um, and we've got another example of it where things seem to be slightly, uh, slightly more out of control than they need to be. This time around, Philip Adams, um, presenter of Late Night Live, um, got into something of a, uh, an argument on Twitter, or which became pretty, um, you know, pretty narky, nasty little thing with, um, Kamal, comedian Kamal, um, in which he referred to him, um, as being thought of by Donald Bradman as, you know, what, what was taken as an offensive phrase, an honorary white. Now, David Anderson was, um, who's the boss of the ABC, was at Senate Estimates last week and asked about that spat there. He claimed that um, he understood that Philip Adams had apologised to Kamal I think reading between the lines had been told to apologize. It since emerged that Kamal did not receive the apology, which just sort of 
seems to me like an unforced error. You know, check something like that. Philip Adams has now written another apology and claims he popped the first one in the post. The apology's in the post. Um, Kamal hadn't received it. Um, but yeah, there, there, there is this weird relationship where the ABC struggles to manage its own staff's profiles on ABC, or at least it does with, with, with issues like this. So, you know, effectively, the organisation gets dragged into arguments when it doesn't want to, just on the whim of its presenters or, or, or its people. Um, and we've actually seen over the last few days, um, I think today was the first day of it, actually, some of the key ABC shows pull back from Twitter. So ABC News Breakfast isn't going to be tweeting anymore. Insiders um, is going to stop as well. There'll be sort of links coming out from an ABC main account. But it feels like that sort of trolling and negativity that does seem to kind of bounce back at a lot of ABC stuff. It's kind of had enough. So, so yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a messy space at the moment, the ABC and Twitter. Up next, handling the headwinds. There seems to be a bit of anxiety about an advertising downturn. Lots of people are talking about it in different ways. What's the mood, Tim? Yeah, a couple of things to point to today from the Australian Financial Review. Um, REA, which is uh, real estate, um, the real estate platform for which is is majority owned by News Corp, is asking its workers to, if needs be, actually go into negative leave. So in other words, bring forward uh, leave days from uh, the, the, the next year um, or the coming year in order to kind of get those costs off the books, um, which is, I mean, as Mark Stefano and the AFR describes it today, a worrisome omen for the rest of Australia's media and marketing industry. I mean, to me, it's, you know, that particular one is, hey, look, you know, it's a, it, it, it's it's an awful lot better than you know making redundancies or other savings. Not that we can can rule those out, of course. Um, but yeah, it's another it's another little sign that we're the opposite of three years ago, where everyone was really banking up those huge um, leave accruals because who wanted to to take leave when they had to stay at home during the lockdowns, and we're now. Um, you know, deep into that kind of anxiety. So that was a, uh, I mean, it's a theme in the AFR today, to be honest, because there's a, there's also, um, a second piece, which is looking at the, some of the, the, the early data from Standard Media Index, um, which tracks spending by the media agencies on behalf of clients. So that's most advertising spending. And, um, year to date or financial year to date. So that obviously started last July sort of looking okay still you know um uh some of them some of them down a little others absolutely flying like outdoor for instance but for january things are so down in the early numbers digital down nearly 50 percent newspapers down by 38 percent and this is this is advertising spent by the agencies compared to um, the same time last year, regional radio down 25%, Metro TV down 22%. And the headline on the article is why TV execs aren't too worried about a 22% plunge in ad spend. The argument being 
at least in part, this was all off last year's big bounce back. So we weren't really comparing like for like. But um, at the same time, the the worry is if this continues, then it's not just because of last year's bounce back, but something more significant. Up next, results season rolls on. Unmade. We're now more than halfway through earnings season on the ASX. From our world, we saw Seven, Enero and Domain all update the market last week. Tim, what have we learned so far? Well, we, we saw them update the market and then we saw their share prices fall um, very much in response to what we've just been talking about, about the downturn. Um, most of those falls, I think, were about what was seen in the future rather than anything that was uh, contained in the actual results. But of course, you know, the, the, the CEOs all offered, offer outlooks. Um, so, yeah, I did, uh, you know, I looked at all the results last week as they came through Um Southern Cross Stereo. One of the things that leapt out for me was I just took the opportunity to plot their first half financial year results over the last decade or so. And the numbers we saw last week were actually the worst numbers Southern Cross Stereo has ever delivered in profit terms. Um, but you know that that that's been a story of sort of constant decline when it comes to the profits. Um, so that was yeah, that was one bit of bad news. Anero delivered pretty good results, um, but their news about the outlook was so bad their share price fell a lot. And then we heard from Domain as well, the other real estate player next to REA. Um, and again, the outlook being. I think the word unprecedented was used. Um, also not looking good. So also um, a blip downwards, um, domain being allied to nine, of course. So I think the main thing we've learned is up until now, we've gone okay, but a bit like kind of roadrunner running off that cliff. It feels like gravity is just about to start kicking in. I'll tell you what, the anxiety can build if you listen to the uh, the reports too much. What does it hold for the future of <laughs> of us in the industry? But more announcements this week. Who's uh, who's on the cards? Yeah, very shortly after we record this, O Media Limited. Um, they they actually come out today, Monday. Uh, outdoor company. Um, outdoor took a long time to bounce back from COVID. Not surprisingly, really. You know, when there, there was less commuting, people not flying through airports where you, you see the digital billboards, etc. Um, so look, my, my, my guess is the story of O will be of having improved, but still having more improvement to go. And then, of course, we you know we, we we get that kind of countervailing thing of the downturn. So, so I, I you know my you know my, my guess that will be broadly um, it. Um, later in the week, I will have the chance to chat to Cathy um, uh, O'Connor, the CEO of O. So I will have a chance to um, uh, ask her some more detail. Um, HT and E, which stands for Here, There, and Everywhere, and they're the owner of Australian Radio Network or ARN as it is now they also report this week and there's a piece in the AFR today as well more speculation now you might remember we spoke about this last week Abe about could HT and E and Seven West Media do some sort of transaction to do a merger so interesting we we were onto this for a second week in a row in the AFR um Sam Buckingham Jones the media marketing reporter has talked to um Alan Gray 
which is um, a fund management company who owns about 20% of HT&E. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they're certainly not running towards the deal, but they're also not killing it off. You know, they're making the argument they really like the cash flow of radio, but don't particularly like how much the TV networks have all committed to spend on sport. Um, so, so, so there's, there's, there's that one going along and, uh, and I'm, I'm sure, um, when, um, Kieran Davis, the CEO of HT&E gives his update and I'm looking on my little whiteboard to see when it is tomorrow, Tuesday, um, I, I'm sure the questions from the analysts afterwards will be about the potentials of the merger, um, and then the, um, other company reporting back this week is, is nine which, you know, obviously we think of as the TV network, which has had a great start to the year with Married at First Sight is killing everything. Um, Australian Idol hasn't really stood a chance at seven. Um, uh, Tens, Survivor has done okay, but a long way, long way behind maths. Um, but Nine obviously also got the, the the publishing arm and the radio arm as well. So we'll get a, a long, of course, of Stan. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get some strong signals from Nine on the outlook, I think, for the whole media sector when Nine reports on Thursday. It's interesting in the podcast with Ben Willie last week, he mentioned that Australian media companies are relative minnows compared to you know, some of the really big US companies and that consolidation is almost a no-brainer in a sense for, for some of our Australian media companies to compete. So it, it almost, it's almost, it feels like it's, at some point there will be consolidation and a merger of sorts. Look, there will be. Um, I mean, I think, you know, if I think about the stuff I was writing prior to the pandemic – we were all set for it then. And then, of course, valuations went off, which made deals a bit harder to do. So as the world normalises again, there's a lot of unfinished business in the media section when it does come to consolidation. Well, that's it for today. We'd love to hear what you think at letters at unmade.media. That's letters at unmade.media. And I will be back in written form tomorrow with choose data for our paying members. Go to unmade.media to join the gang. And remember to check out the program for Unmade's retail media event, Remade, which takes place next week in Sydney. Go to remade.net.au. Today's podcast was produced with the usual enthusiastic support of Abe's Audio. See you next time. Toodlepip. Unmade. Podcast edit by Abe's Audio.